All right, so hello everyone and welcome back to Wednesdays with WIP. My name is Isha Patel and I will be your host for this episode. To quickly introduce myself, I am a sophomore at the Rutgers Business School majoring in finance and economics and I am part of the podcast management committee within WIP. I'm very excited to be talking to our very own co-presidents of the Women in Business Club at Rutgers University, Bobby Patel and Joanne Matthew. Today, we sit down with these two women to discuss landing an internship, their experiences as a business analytics and information technology student, and a reflection of, on their time at RBS. So ladies, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, this is Joanne. Um, honestly, this first week of in-person classes have gotten me exhausted, but I'm doing well otherwise. Yeah, hi, I'm Poppy. Um, I'm also doing well. I have to agree with Joanne. Definitely a big change from like being virtual and online, but excited to be back on campus and seeing familiar faces and all of that. So it's been good. All right, that's great to hear. So let's get this episode started. Before we jump into the internship discussion, could you guys give us a brief, brief introduction and tell us a little bit about how you got involved with WIP? Okay, great. So how I got involved with WIB, actually, one of the past presidents, Karen um, Desai, she went to my high school and we were friends um, back in high school. So when I was considering Rutgers, she told me a lot about women in business. And that's how I got introduced. And coming um, my freshman year when I joined, I tried out several different business clubs, but Honestly, like I felt most at home with WIB and I just felt like this was a perfect place for me to thrive um, without feeling an extreme amount of pressure or stress. Yeah, um, as for how I got started with WIB, kind of similar to Joanne, uh, Karen was a friend of mine before and she had introduced it to me. And so um, I kind of got started with it through her. And then after seeing just the impact that it had just as a freshman, I was like, wow, this is something I'd want to continue on with. Um, and even actually like, it's so funny, like Joanne was my mentee as a part of like our mentorship program. So like I was able to meet so many people, including Joanne, which kind of made me want to continue with the organization as well. It was meant to be, Bobby. It was, it was meant to be. <laughs> so how come you guys, um, like what, what was your journey to kind of becoming the president um, in WIB, like co-presidents? So um, freshman year, I was very much involved and coming into sophomore year, there was the opportunity to be secretary and I had gotten on a call with both the co-presidents at that time and they introduced me to the role and kind of um, helped me through the process of learning the ropes of what it meant to be secretary. So I kind of started, actually I started a bit um, when it was kind of late freshman year, just kind of getting used to the role so that I was ready come summer and the next school year. Um, and, you know, my experience as secretary has been so fulfilling and um, I've learned a lot. And from there, I've had the opportunity with Bobby to be co-president now as a junior, which I'm incredibly grateful for. Uh, yeah, I, for me, I, came into it as a freshman and I became the treasurer my sophomore year um, and being able to, I guess, kind of make a bigger impact on the organization versus just being a general member. It kind of showed me like, oh, I can like organize events. I can network with different people. Um, I can also just meet the other girls that were on eboard because they were such accomplished women. I was like, wow, I'm like, I feel like I'm a part of this crew now. Um, so then from there, 
I also kind of learned the ropes of how the organization worked and what was needed in order to run it. And I think from like very intense mentorship from Karen and Sri, one of the past presidents, really drove me towards wanting to become president because then my junior year, I became vice president. Um, and, you know, from there I learned, okay, this is how to lead women in business, this enormous business organization at Rutgers. And that taught me how to actually become the president and literally would not be able to do this role without Joanne. So, so thankful for her as well. Yeah, that's definitely great to hear and very inspiring as a, a member in uh, the podcast committee, as well as hoping to one day have a leadership, bigger leadership position in WIB as well. So I think we would all love to hear a little bit more about your various internships and that you've both had throughout your time at Rutgers. So could you walk us through your internship journeys, kind of like where you interned freshman year, sophomore year, if you did, and where you're interning now? So um, the summer after my sophomore year, I had the opportunity to uh, be a finance intern at Everest Reinsurance Company. And from my experience, it was a really great and fulfilling uh, opportunity because I was able to utilize both of my majors, uh, bait and finance within the role. Um, I was able to assist the team during their implementation of a business planning software called Anaplan. So I was involved with test scripts, scrum calls, getting an understanding of being a part of agile methodologies, being able to um, really contribute to the uh, project and be on calls and speak with professionals, both with confidence and understanding of what am I, what I'm doing and what needs to be fixed. So I definitely appreciated my experience there and it helped me grow a lot and gave me a lot of skills, both technical uh, within Bay and also finance um, that I can carry on now to talk about, especially during interviews. And um, I'm actually very excited to say that I just found out this morning that Next summer, I or this upcoming summer, I will be a finance intern at Amazon in Seattle. So, like everything, I will say, like everything that you have learned from school and your past internship experience, like definitely um, show them off during interviews because you are capable and you are equipped with the skills and the knowledge necessary, especially being an RBS student. Um, you know, show that off because you can, you know, you deserve great roles and great companies too. Um, something that I would definitely, any advice that I would say would be um, make sure, something that I learned during interviews is make sure when you're giving the results of a story, especially for when they ask behavioral questions, try to include numbers, try to um, show them like this is the exact result of a contribution that I made. Um, I think that will definitely help. And that would be like one of my main tips that I just kind of learned from the last month of interviewing. Congrats, Joanne. I did it. I, I, that's like amazing. Um, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, for me, I started, well, first of all, I'm a bait and marketing major at RBS. So my freshman year summer, I applied for an internship with a strategic brand marketing agency uh, called Princeton Partners. And basically, I was an account management intern there where 
I was doing like very marketing based tasks. So like content creation, um, meeting with clients and figuring out what their marketing campaigns had to look like, whether that be on Instagram or Facebook, Twitter. Um, I was also able to assist in like filming and directing commercials for certain clients, which was so cool to see because we had these um, local actors, but still they were a lot more famous than I ever imagined being. So it was cool to interact with them. And I was able to also incorporate some data analysis into that and work directly with the CEO because it was a smaller organization um, or company. So I did like quantitative analyses for him. And he was like, you know, can you do a pivot table? And at the time I was like, what is a pivot table? But on the job, like you learn those tasks and um, things that you learn in school become applicable in a real world situation, which is so interesting to see. Um, yeah. And then I definitely, I would say that the skills that you learn at Rutgers, I think like we take classes like business forum, or we'll take like management skills and you'll think like, what will I ever really use this? But in those types of situations, uh, I think because it's ingrained in your head, you are automatically applying them to those things. And people can see that you are a very well-rounded person and you must be a business major because you know those things. Um, so I, I've definitely see the, seen the application um, in real world situations. And then after that, my sophomore year summer, I decided, okay, let me explore bait because that was the second part of my two majors. So I decided to take on an internship with Verizon, where I got an offer as an information technology intern, um, learned a lot about like coding, AI, machine learning. Um, and that's where I kind of learned, you know, I, I love human interaction. I definitely don't want to be looking at a screen all day. So I wanted to find something that could mix both marketing and tech. Uh, I didn't want one or the other only because then I felt the lack of one of the two. So then I um, this is kind of, the, I kind of went totally off par with both my majors my senior year summer because I was like, let me explore all the different parts of business because, you know, something that my dad told me as a kid was like, if you do business, you can do anything. And that kind of has always stuck with me. Um, and the fact that we have so many different majors in the business school, like supply chain or finance or accounting, stuff like that. It made me think like, you know, it'd be cool to get exposure into those fields so I can know for sure is this something for me or is it not so i actually took on an a supply chain internship in the e-commerce and customer efficiencies department of colgate palmolive um, this past summer and i just ended it in january but i did intense data analysis but for the supply chain sector which was so cool to see because you think about like how things end up at your door and how you know it's just someone just delivers it and it's there but the amount of steps that go into it and the amount of people that need to be involved just for one order is is kind of mind-boggling to me um and so i found that very interesting but i also learned that data analytics and um like statistical analysis is something i love i didn't know that before this internship so it's something that i was able to figure out and yeah, now I'm graduating in May and I will be working at Nestle as a sales analyst um, in their rotational program. So that's really cool. I kind of get to, you know, mend marketing with data analysis. So finally found something that is hopefully going to be a good fit. I uh, love the company, but I would say all throughout all of these experiences, like getting exposure into different fields, especially if you're someone who isn't sure like what you want to do, because that was me. Like I was always so confused. It's good to like 
you know, just apply for anything. Uh, if, if you know something is a no, then that's fine. Don't apply for it. But if there are those open things in your head where you're like, oh, maybe this or maybe that, just, just do it. Um, I think it's good to get out of your comfort zone, especially because like going into like a supply chain internship, I was like, okay, well, I don't know what a purchase order is, or I don't know what a SKU number is. And that's totally fine. Uh, because I think a lot of the learning, honestly, it does come from school, but a bulk of it comes from when you actually get the experience, whether it be through an internship or a job. So yeah, that's kind of been my biggest takeaway. I'm going to take that with me like as I apply for more jobs in the future um, or as I just explore different hobbies or different interests that like it's okay to just step out of something if you've never done it before because you'll probably get something really good out of it and that's the only thing that's going to lead to growth within yourself so yeah. No I, I completely agree with Bobby and even just when you're looking for internships, something that I've noticed is their requirements, some of the jobs only really require like, oh, are you, um, do you have your education in business? You know, it's not, it doesn't always have to be super specific to what the role might be. Like if you're marketing and you're looking for a finance internship, it doesn't always require that you're exactly majoring in finance. So really don't let that stop you from exploring outside of the box, you know? Definitely. And congratulations to both of you for both of your um, respective internships and kind of what you both kind of touched on. What are some tips, tricks and advice um, that you kind of use to make you stand out among other candidates when you were applying to these internships? Um, I definitely I definitely think some basic things to start off with is, you know, when you apply for an internship or even in your interviews, make sure you highlight the skills that the job description is is exactly looking for, especially if you have those and you could talk about it. So definitely do that. Um, you you want to use keywords when you're in your interviews, um, especially keywords that pertain to the job so that they know that you know um, what you're talking about in terms of the work, in terms of your experience, and you are capable of uh, joining their position. Um, I would say something small that I think might be helpful would be even if a cover letter is not required, just go ahead and make a cover letter. Um, I think something easy that I would recommend is make, spend some time making your first one and then use that as an outline for every company that you apply to. So this is, I don't know if this is technically cheating, but you're, you can just insert the information pertaining to the company. So you already have a cover letter ready to go. So the process um, just becomes way quicker. Um, something else that I've learned, like I said before, is when you're, when you're talking about your experiences, when you're telling a story, make sure that you use exact numbers as much as possible. They want to see a more quantitative like output of um, your experiences and what the result was and going into the result, make sure you kind of use the STAR method as an outline because a lot of companies are trying to make sure that you have that organization in the way that you tell your story. Um, I will say that WIB has definitely given me a lot of experiences that I can speak towards, especially during behavioral questions, which I'm extremely grateful I can talk about both like the hard experiences and the good experiences and they're all what make me capable and equipped for a job as I am now so I definitely recommend finding ways to be involved 
on campus with business organizations or even just any organization, try and find um, a position or role and a more leadership role so that you can gain more experiences. You can um, you know, just gain more confidence with communication, with working in teams, um, things like that. So you can talk about that during interviews. It'll definitely, definitely help a lot. And I can say that WIB has definitely advanced my communication skills, presentation skills, networking skills, teamwork skills, and all of this combined has helped me in past internships. And also I've been able to talk about my accomplishments through WIB um, during interviews. So those are just some tips from me based on my experiences. Um, yeah, I, I know I definitely like the quantitative output thing, Joanne for sure, like saying that during an interview, putting it on your resume. I know that a lot of recruiters love to see that, especially um, I would say even after, like when you get onto a team as an intern, they talk about, you know, what they look for during the recruiting process after you're finally on there. And I've heard it time and time again, that seeing like the numbers on there or um, seeing you talk about it in the STAR method definitely makes them gravitate towards you a little bit more because of the way that you're presenting yourself. Um, so yeah, I definitely agree with that. Something to add on um, that has helped me personally is as a freshman, like I know for a freshman, especially because you don't have too much on your resume just yet. You just came into college. You're probably like just starting to join organizations. You probably just have things from high school, which is like absolutely and completely fine. It's normal. Uh, like you just started. Um, but I think one thing is that because you might not, you might not be as accustomed to the interview process, it's extremely nerve wracking and scary. Um, and especially when like I started out, my interviews were in person because it was pre COVID times and just going in person and seeing like these official people and professionals talking to you and asking you these questions and you having to answer on the spot. It is, um, I, I don't know, like butterflies and just scary everything. So something that I kind of like something that I go by is fake it till you make it. Uh, like if you can just make them perceive that, you know, everything that's going on, you know, you know that you're the right person for the position, you're the best fit. Um, it will translate through to them as well if they can see that you're showing that. Um, and eventually you're also going to start believing it because I think that in the beginning, we all, we can be like down on ourselves, especially during the entire internship process or recruiting process. When you see your friends getting internships and maybe you haven't yet, you get more and more scared, like, oh no, is it going to happen? But I think as long as you uh, build that confidence within yourself, it's going to definitely be exuded through your interview. And then the recruiter is going to see that and definitely want you because I think confidence at the end of the day, if you're able to portray that confidence and show that you believe you are the best fit, they will also believe it. Um, I've seen that time and time again with my own experiences. Uh, for example, like for the supply chain internship, like, of course, I didn't have a lot of supply chain knowledge, but throughout that entire interview, I made it a point that, you know, even though I might not have majored in supply chain, I'm going to be the best person you're going to find for this position. And you should want to take me more than anyone else. And of course, you don't want to come off as an arrogant person, but you want to come off as confident. And that I think there is like a fine line between those two things where you show that you have the skills and that you have the potential to grow new skills that they're looking for um, versus kind of, you know, being all that or whatever. I think you should definitely differentiate that fine line. But yeah, uh, besides that, I would also say that 
um, talking to people that are older than you, talking to alum, talking to upperclassmen is extremely beneficial because they've been in that position and they've been in that position very recently. So they can tell you exactly like how it was for them. And that can apply to recruitment or that can apply to academics, classes, whatever it is. Um, and they can also help connect you with people if they're working at a company that you're interested in working for. Um, like, I think prime example is like, I've always thought of working at like City, for example. So the first person I would go to is Garen because she works at City, and I know she'd be able to tell me so many different things, and she'd be able to walk me through that entire recruitment process. So I'd be so much more prepared for it than I would if I didn't know anything um, before talking to her. So yeah, I would say honestly, utilizing those resources is key because people want to help you, especially at Rutgers. I feel like if you ever talk to anyone about recruiting, like they would be more than happy to discuss it because they're going through the exact same thing that you are most likely. Um, it's just on every business student's mind at the moment and just all throughout, I feel like. But uh, yeah, I think networking, utilizing those resources. And then finally, I think another thing that, or the last thing that kind of really got me through all of my interviews was practicing some sort or some form of, of mindfulness because uh, for me, like I, I can get stressed and I can get nervous very, very quickly. Um, but I learned that as I practice mindfulness and what I, by that, like, I mean, like I would do meditation or I would go for a walk if I was like really panicking before an interview or something, just to kind of calm yourself down and say like, at the end of the day, yes, it's an interview. Yes. It's a potential door that can be open for you for like this new job or whatever, but it's not, it's not going to make or break you. Like it is okay. There will be more opportunities for you. And what's meant to be is meant to be. If you didn't get it, there, there was something better waiting for you. And if you did get it, then that's amazing. Go and get out of your comfort zone and do it. So yeah, kind of, I guess, like approaching it with a more positive uh, point of view versus like getting down on yourself helped me a lot. And it also helped me build the confidence I needed to ace every interview after. So yeah, that's kind of my two cents on it. I'm going to carry those things with me. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, to go off of that, just, you know, even if it doesn't go well, if an interview doesn't go well, you're not feeling too hot about it. Everything that you do is a learning experience. Even the way in which you prepare for an interview, you're gaining more knowledge. And even if you don't get it for this certain company, you can apply everything that you've learned preparing for the one interview that you didn't get um, for the next one you know it's all learning so don't be too hard on yourself and I will say I agree with Bobby about the mindfulness um, tip I think I said this in our last web event but I have my um, I have a song of mine that I use before an interview just to kind of hype me up so you know do what do what's good for you to kind of release those nerves and make you feel confident um, and remind yourself that you're capable Honestly, that was some amazing advice, ladies, and I really appreciate you guys um, touching on mindfulness because I do think, especially for our younger listeners, like freshmen and sophomores, it is very overwhelming and to make sure like the emphasis on mindfulness is mindfulness is so very important. So I'm really glad you guys touched on that as well. So kind of segueing into our next topic, um, I'm going to ask you guys a little bit more about your BAIT major. So what kind of led you to choose BAIT as your major ultimately? Um, so for me, I actually wanted to explore computer science in high school. So I took AP computer science, um, learned a little about that, wasn't particularly feeling it for myself. 
But I came into uh, Rutgers deciding to do bait, but I thought, let me give computer science a try again. I tried it. Um, still not super, like not a big fan about it, but I did think that I was still interested in tech because tech is such a driving force in the world right now. Um, and I really wanted to still be a part of it. I still very much understood the concepts, but I thought that bait would be a better fit for me. Um, and so honestly, to give you guys a little bit more of an understanding of what bait is, it's more of a quantitative and computing major. So in, it includes information technology, data analysis, and decision support. So it definitely takes you through um, a little bit of what computer science might entail in terms of my own experience. And I think having that computer science background, just taking two classes, um, helped me understand my classes in the bait major a lot as well. So there is definitely a relation there. So I my journey journey from to bait came from starting off in computer science. Um, yeah, for me it was a bit different. I knew going in that I never wanted to do computer science. Um, the whole like coding and everything kind of kind of freaked me out a little bit. But I knew that you know, like Joanne said, tech is so up and coming. Data data analytics, uh, machine learning, AI, all of that is like if you have those types of skills, then recruiters are definitely going to like to see that on your resume. Um, so one of the reasons I did bait was for that reason that I thought if I, you know, kind of learned those technical skills, I'd be able to apply them to any work setting and that um, whoever hired me would probably want to take advantage of those skill sets that I had. Um, with that being said, I always, like when, when I was a freshman and sophomore, I had always preferred my marketing major to like my bait major just because bait just seems so much more intimidating to me. However, I think that has changed now because I took, um, I don't know if this happens for everyone, but I took kind of like a career slash life-changing class that made the switch for me. It was called marketing analytics. And I went in thinking this is going to be a marketing course. I'm going to learn about consumer segmentation and all that type of stuff. But I learned about a coding language called R and statistical analysis. And I never knew there was like the secret math geek inside of me that loved doing all that type of stuff. Um, but I fell in love with just understanding what are the key drivers and then looking at the numbers behind it. And basically you had to like come up with different algorithms or like, um, like there was like logistic regression and all of these words at the time. I was like, what is this? I don't think this is for me. But after going through, through that entire course, I was like, okay, bait actually is what I what I want. And like Joanne said, it's very um, like data analytics heavy. I think it's the perfect option for someone who is mildly interested in computer science and data, but doesn't want to take it all the way there because it can require a lot more um, knowledge um, in those areas versus bait is going to give you a surface level and then go deeper into the data part of it um, rather than like the coding part of it. But yeah, I think I think if you explore the bait major, you'll definitely find like a niche that might be for you because there are so many different courses and electives that are offered within this major pertaining to like all the different other majors offered at Rutgers, so whether that be marketing or finance or something uh, that you can find what's right for you. And because it's so widely applicable to anything in the world, because it is data, um, I feel like that is kind of what drew me towards it as well, because I knew that 
you know, if, if I have the skills that you learn as a bait major, then it's definitely going to help me not only in the recruiting process, but also as I try to understand like the different sectors of business, because I always knew I wanted to do business. So yeah, I, I love bait. I started out kind of iffy on it, but now I'm very secure in that decision. And I'm so happy that I made it. So yeah, that's kind of where I came from. And I do hope if anyone is like considering to do bait as a major, like a hundred percent look into those electives on like the RBS site, uh, look into the classes offered and also talk to other bait majors. They'll be able to tell you so much. Like I know Joanna and I would be happy to speak with anyone, but um, like just getting an idea or a sense of it rather than just dismissing it as, oh, that's a comp side type of major is not a good idea. Make sure you talk to people about it. I think that was um, very insightful from both of you and kind of Bobby kind of touched on this, but for people who are still stuck choosing a major or for those who are confused, could you give some insight on what it looks exactly to be a Bay major in terms of classes, what type of classes you're taking, its potential and kind of where you can um, go in terms of career path with uh, being a Bay major? So what... So the, the bait major really um, kind of gives you an introduction to so many different things. Like Bobby said, you'll definitely have some experience going into some programming languages like R, Java, Python, and so on. Uh, definitely teaches you a lot of tools within Excel and SQL. Um, I will say that um, some one of my favorite classes was is business data management, and I'm currently currently taking that and management information systems, which I think is just one of the regular core courses that everyone has to take. And I kind of see these courses as um, as related to each other because they talk a lot about SQL, which I think is very interesting. And from taking these classes, I've seen how what I've learned in my courses also show up in my internships, like Bobby said. So I think like really make sure that you're paying attention. And even if you don't understand, at least have some basic understanding of what's going on. So even when you're at your internship and you, you kind of have an idea of what it's all about, you can ask questions, you have an understanding of it and people at your internship will definitely help you, but definitely make sure to pay attention to your classes because I myself have seen how it comes to use in a, in real world examples. They very much use Excel and things like that. And like Bobby said, you know, bait is so important right now because there's tech everywhere. And when recruiters or interviewers see that you have some tech skills that you have, it definitely helps you a lot because they want, they want people who um, are tech savvy and understand um, things like bait and tech and, computer science and data analytics, it's everywhere. And the perfect thing about this major is, as you can see from me and Bobby, is that you can pair it with another double major. Um, like I'm doing finance and Bobby's doing marketing. And so even from finance, you'll see in the requirements under job descriptions that they'll have some tech requirements like SQ, SQL, Excel, uh, things like that. So um, another a, a type of job that you could have doing finance and bait would be finance um, analyst uh, things like that. So you'll see a you do have a lot of options doing double majors and even just focusing on one of the two majors that you pick. There's a lot of um, room for exploring just in the bait major itself. 
Um, yeah, I think Joanne, you had a really good answer. Um, so I would say, I mean, like a day in the life of a bait major, uh, just to answer that part of the question is that, you know, I think it's, it's definitely a series of like those core classes that you have to take, like MIS, um, or like business data management and things like that. But then I think, like I was saying before, through the electives, you can kind of explore your personal interests within bait itself. Um, and that's something you should definitely take advantage of. Um, I would say that bait is definitely the type of major where if, you fall behind, it can be a little bit difficult to catch up because it's a lot of information. It's very concentrated and it can be dense at times. But I think if you actually look and try to understand the concepts that are taught within any of your bait classes, it's extremely eye-opening. Um, and I know that might sound a little bit nerdy, uh, but like Truly, I, I can't express it more that like sometimes I will be taking a class like um, and I'll I'll think like, oh, I'll just like somewhat understand it and I won't take the time. But then when I do like before an exam, which is very crucial, uh, you kind of think like, wow, this is very interesting, like just the way it works, the way that this is able to accomplish this task or whatever it is. So I think taking that time is definitely important, especially if you want to be able to apply those skills, you can only apply them um, to the extent that you understand them. So taking the time to do that is definitely worth it. But also I would say that as a, as a bait major, you are definitely, like Joanne was saying, you apply it to any internship that you do uh, because those skills are just widely applicable in this day and age. And they will only continue to become more widely applicable. Like it's not going down from here. So um, understanding those concepts to the core is only going to help you as you grow older, as you explore different careers. Um, and I think another thing is like professors are so open to discussing concepts with you and so open to discussing career paths with you. Um, you know, I, I've always been interested in, in consulting as a career, but I never knew if there was an application between bait and consulting. But after taking, um, I took marketing analytics, like I said before, but also I took business data management or business decision analytics under uncertainty. Um, and these sound like really long names, but they're just basically core classes for bait. And when I spoke to my professors just about their experiences, because They've done so much, you know, all the bait professors are very, very well versed in this major because they've had an extensive work experience in it. Um, I learned that, you know, you can do consulting in bait where you can be like a data analyst, a data analyst uh, for different companies that are looking to see like what are driving our churn rates or what is driving our like website traffic, whatever it may be. And you need data for that. Like there's no other way to understand if you don't have those numbers in front of you. So discovering those different career opportunities that were opening up kind of showed me that, wow, okay, like I can apply this honestly wherever I want to. Um, even if you want to be an entrepreneur, which is a personal goal of mine, like having bait as um, a major and in my background is definitely going to be extremely beneficial if I ever want to start a business of my own, because, you know, I know the critical questions to ask and I know the solutions or how to go about finding the solution um, because of this major. So I think, you know, again, talking to your professors and realizing that you can apply this literally anywhere is super, super helpful. And people are a great resource. And I think that 
if you just, you know, take the time to get to know them and talk to them, they would be so, so happy to tell you what to do or, you know, speak from their personal experiences. And I mean, professors have so much to speak to. So taking advantage of that is definitely something I would recommend to do. I, uh, both of you guys really made the Bay Major sound amazing and definitely gave some really good insight into what it is to be a Bay Major. So kind of to wrap up this topic, what was your favorite bait class that you've taken so far or that you take are you currently taking and who, what are some professors that you've definitely connected with and they've really shown passion for the bait Major? Um, so like I said before, like some of the classes that I really liked was management information systems and what I'm currently taking is business data management. Um, I something about SQL is just really clicks with my head and I kind of like it. It's like figuring out a puzzle. Um, wow, that sounds really nerdy, but <laughs> um, I'm actually learning business data management with Professor Joanne Ordeal. And um, I think she's so sweet um, and she's really passionate about what she's teaching and you can see it in the way that she teaches and definitely just um, really provides an environment in the classroom where um, you want to learn more and you want to thrive and it's very, it's a very open um, environment. So you're not, you're not ever too scared to ask a question. Um, she's always ready to help in any way. And yeah, I think she's one of my favorite bait professors that I've taken. Um, I don't know if that has anything to do that with the fact that we have the same name, but I think that she's absolutely sweet. Um, and I definitely recommend um, taking her. Yeah, for me, I would say definitely, of course, I said it before, but my favorite bait class was marketing analytics. Um, and that's where you learn R and statistical analysis. Um, and I, if just to preface, if anyone is interested out there, if you don't have like that high of a background in statistics, that is totally fine because I forgot everything I learned in stats. So um, you kind of relearn it there. And my professor was extremely um, kind and super helpful, especially if you don't understand concepts, he would be willing to go over it again. His name is Professor um, Sunghoon Kim. Uh, super, super nice guy. He was always willing to, you know, go through the process one more time if anyone was struggling. Um, and then also I agree, Joanne, I took MIS as well. And something also clicked with me. I love the whole like puzzle piecing aspect of it, uh, and learning about SQL. Like I didn't even know what that was until that class. So, uh, discovering something that was not exactly like programming, but still coding in a way was, was cool. Um, so I took Professor Jun Hee Lee for that. And again, he was very nice. He would take things slow if you needed it to go a little slower. Um, for me, like I'm a visual learner, so I really needed to see it to make sure I understood it. Uh, but yeah, I think both professors were extremely accommodating to any needs that uh, students had. And I just want to like, I guess, end off by saying for, for bait, for the electives, um, looking into the professors is definitely a good idea because sometimes if you're just in the class with the right professor, you'll connect with them and they'll be able to help you so much more, whether that be in career advice um, or understanding the subject material. So, you know, going on to like Rutgers has like the SIRS website or even just talking to past students who might have taken that professor um, and what their experiences like were with them. I think that's extremely helpful. And you can even reach out to the professor. I've done that before, before taking a class to understand, you know, what is their teaching style? See if it connects with your learning style and then go from there. 
So lastly, we want to reflect on both of your times at Rutgers. So I know this is a tough question, but what are your favorite uh, school-related memories that you have here at Rutgers? Uh, so for me, I'm, in addition to women in business, I'm a part of Rutgers Indian Christian Fellowship. And honestly, one of my best decisions um, about coming to Rutgers was going to this club. I've made so many friends and everyone from that club is like a family to me and I'm so entirely blessed um, to have them. And some of my favorite memories just involves, you know, like spending late nights with each other talking goofing around and um, something that the club actually does is we have an event every year called lighthouse um, and we have different things like dance um, singing skits we put on funny commercials and play our family videos and just have all of our friends and family come to the event so we spend like um, spring semester just practicing and spending almost um, every day the majority of the week together just practicing for the event um and then the day of the event is so much fun and such an adrenaline high and something that I'll never forget and I'm so happy to be a part of um yeah for me aside from women business I was able to found Rutgers University's first like co-ed Bollywood fusion non-competitive team uh, dance team so that was so fun for me just getting to start that with some of my friends and building a team out from there and uh of course we became virtual right after the foundation of that organization but now that we're back in person i just had like my first practice in person two days ago and being able to see those faces uh like and physically giving them a hug and just all of that was uh, so nostalgic and reminded me, you know, why I love to dance and being able to dance on campus and off campus through this organization. Like they've, those have been some of the most amazing memories that I have had personally. Um, but aside from that, like, you know, as we, as I'm graduating, I realized that people are going to be going different places. You might not see everyone that you see every day. Um, currently I live in like an apartment building with all of my friends and, it's, it's mind boggling to me that that won't be the reality a, a few months from now because everyone will be going on their own paths. So um, it just, you know, like Joan was saying, like spending late nights with them, going out and getting like pizza at 2 a.m. just because you're hungry um, or something like that is something that I'm going to miss so much. And I definitely am not taking anything for granted. I'm trying to make every moment count as these last few months of my senior year are wrapping up. But yeah, that's something I'm going to never, ever forget. It's definitely great to hear that both of your time, both of you guys have definitely enjoyed your time here at Rutgers. So what are you going to miss the most about Rutgers when you graduate? I know, Joanne, you still have another year left, but I guess maybe more towards Bobby. Um, what are you going to miss the most? Wow, I'm probably going to like, I know it's a very broad answer, but I'm going to miss the people like the most. I think the people are what make the experience. Um, you can go to the most boring place, but if you have the most fun people, you're going to have an amazing time there. So just all of the friends that I've made and being able to make friends in different social groups where you can like connect on different things. So whether that be like through women in business, through Rutgers, the Masha, through just like the people that happen to live in my apartment building, um, like all of that is something I'm going to miss, like just connecting with those uh, people on the different things that we are interested in. Um, 
and also just I, I think I'm going to miss like living on campus and having like this sort of like college life because after this it's going to be like a normal oh I'm gonna go to work at 9 a.m come back at five um and all of that so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna miss just I guess the entire college experience but particularly the people that made it so 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 special for me yeah, I, I definitely agree with Bobby. I mean, I have a year left, but I think I'm sometimes I have moments where I'm freaking out that I only have a year left because I feel like I just graduated from high school, came to Rutgers, and now I'm about going to leave in a year. And um, I definitely think the pandemic um, had a role in that. Um, so I definitely will just try and soak up this next year being with the people that I love um, because like Bobby said it's really the people that you're around that has made our experience at Rutgers so unique and so special. And kind of as our last question for today what is one thing that you would do the same and one thing you would do differently if you were to be able to go back and to freshman year and do your college experience all over again? So something that I would do the same, you know, I came into Rutgers as a commuter because I live about 10 minutes away and I'm still a commuter. And I want to say that I'm very proud of myself as a freshman. Um, even before classes started, I made it a goal of mine to go out to every event that Rutgers had going on, uh, you know, during welcome week, because I just want to say for all my commuters, even though you're not living on campus, you are as much of a college student and you deserve that same experience that every college student living on campus does have. And, you know, sometimes that does require a little bit more effort, but if you put in effort, you will see the benefits of it. You know, I put in the effort and I've made so many friends and it's been such a great experience. So definitely very proud of myself for doing that. I recommend, um, you know, trying out different clubs and just having your one buddy just to go to clubs with and meet new people. I think that helps a lot. So definitely explore campus. And if you can try and spend some time in between classes um, and have that experience. Um, something that I would do differently Honestly, looking back at my time here, I'm very proud of how I navigated college. I think something that I would just try and um, help myself is to, you know, not stress out too much. Like everything will work out as it needs to. And, you know, it's okay to stress out at every stage of life that we're at. We're going to stress out. But just to remind yourself that you know, when you were back in high school, you were stressing over SATs and you thought, you know, it's the end of the world and you're not going to get through it. But look at you now, you're in, um, you're in a really good business school at Rutgers and you got past that. So, and you succeeded. So just, I would just go back and remind myself, you know, like you got this, you're capable, you're smart, just keep going, keep going to classes, um, you know, girl boss and you'll be fine and you'll be okay. Um, yeah, for for me, one thing I would do differently and that I think I started doing like midway through college, but I wish I'd done it, you know, right when I got here was just like kind of putting yourself out there more, um, not being so scared. I think it's totally understandable if you're coming to like a totally new campus and everything. So many people, Rockers is like huge. So it's definitely scary to just put yourself out there. But I feel like because I was exposed to so many different types of people and so many different organizations that if I had just built up the courage, um, you know, maybe I would be part of like another organization right now too, or maybe I would have met some people that 
I never got to actually meet because I was a little bit nervous or a little bit scared, but kind of, you know, just don't, don't hold your breath. Just go do it. Um, if you're not going to do it now, then when will you do it? It's kind of like, a, like, don't, don't be so scared from an opportunity that can bring you so much happiness. Like, um, I think I started doing that my junior year a little bit more and it was easier to do that because we were like online. Um, so it was not as intimidating. Uh, but then as we, you know, slowly started coming back in person, um, I was like, okay, you know what, I'm going to put myself out there more. And I think I took that biggest step when, um, last semester I made the decision that, okay, I'm going to live in Atlanta for this semester for my co-op, uh, with Colgate. And, that was so scary to me because it's like new city. Um, I don't know anyone there. I was only like there living with my boyfriend. So I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do here, but I think it's going to be a new experience. And like, we had a great time and I am so happy that I made that decision. Um, and I took full advantage of exploring a totally different city because traveling is something I definitely want to do um, in my life. So taking that first step was so cool for me, but that's something I would have changed a lot earlier on. Um, something that I would do or like continue to do or did the same that I'm so happy I started doing, I would say is that I, I never hesitated to um, I never hesitated to ask questions. And by that, I think I mean, like, if I was ever curious about, like, whether it be in class or an organization, I was never curious to ask about, like, you know, how can I, how can I grow in this organization? Or how can I become a better student in this class? Um, I realized earlier, or I guess later on in high school, and then earlier on in college, that if you don't ask those questions, you're just going to be kind of left in the dark where you don't know what the right steps are. And maybe if you just, you know, just like raised your hand and asked that question, you would know, and then you could take those proper steps. I think prime example is WIB. Like I remember asking Karen a million questions about WIB and like, you know what, what can I do? Because this is an organization I want to be a part of, and I want to make a bigger impact than just being a member. So doing those things, even though they might be intimidating, or even though you might think people will be like, oh, this girl's asking so many questions. It's okay. Like be the person that asks that many questions um, because you will get um, farther than you would have if you didn't. So, yeah. So thank you both so much for coming to speak with us today. We really appreciate you coming to talk to us and we can't wait to see all the fantastic things both of you guys do in the future. And also big thanks to the audience for listening and we will see you next time on Wednesdays with WIB.